Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. That first speaking engagement, there was around 10 to 15 people. And then the next one I did, there was like 300 to 400 uh, students in the school. So that was really fun, but it was scary. One of my goals was to do that, just to really trying to inspire and teach as much people as I can. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Konstantin Dubovitsky, and I work at Financial Department of LAUSD. I've been listening to We're LaTeX for about five months already, and why I do that is because We're LaTeX gives me some uh, basic insight into the tech industry and just keeps me updated. You can reach me via email at konstantinitubovitsky uh, at gmail.com. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season. Hello, 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 hello. Hi, I'm pretty happy. I've been working on my health a lot. I'm really proud of myself on the incremental changes that I've been making just now. I feel pretty good because I made time to drive over to my mom's and brought her lunch and uh, spent a little time with her. And I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm prioritizing family and friends as much as I'm prioritizing my work life, which I know, you know, we all share as a common culture that our work and building and innovating and being creative is so important to us and our driver that sometimes we um, put other things like our social life and our family to the sideline, but I don't think it's worth it. I think that's the stuff that actually matters in life. And so I'm glad I was able to spend a little bit of time with my mom and now get back to doing things. I even went to my yoga class this morning and um, I took from, you know, the atomic habits, learning how to do um, less than two minute things. So like I completely didn't feel like going to yoga this morning. So I'm like, okay, but can I just put on my exercise clothes? And and then I went and it was great and I'm feeling good and just taking a step at a time. I think this year is going to be a lot different. I feel that, you know, the last few months I've said in the past, I've been evolving from the discomfort. Things have got incredibly uncomfortable starting 
in July when I was in the UK. And it was just a really hard trip. And it just, it seems like a lot of uncomfortable things kept happening from July uh, until now. And I feel like I'm phasing out of the discomfort because I've been evolving from the discomfort. And now I'm taking all those lessons and changes that I've made. And now I'm going to get to like grow into something more peaceful. At least that's my hope. Anyway, like a little like woo-woo personal spot today. But um, yeah, I'm just smiling. I'm sitting in my car about to about to drive home and get back on my hustle organizing before the year comes to an end. I'm like, hey, I have three full days left of, you know, counting the first of just like getting, you know, my life. I shouldn't say my life, my surroundings where I'd like them. And so I'm taking full advantage of every minute of every day to to really make the most of the last few days. I'm not writing them off. This is just like, I feel like it's a bonus time, like an extra round in the video game, you know? Anyway, all right. Enjoy the next episode. Bye. Tech Podcast. So excited to have one of my most amazing teammates in the world, Carl, on this episode with us. It is a special edition where you get to know the We Are LA Tech team a little bit more. And I'm just, I'm, I have to be honest, I'm totally nervous. I was telling Carl that I'm even a little bit nervous. So, Carl, welcome to the show that you have worked on forever. I know. <laughs> Hi, Sri. Hi, everyone. Um, so, Carl, why don't you go ahead and, as we always do, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, so my name is Carl, and I am from the Philippines. So right now, I do show notes, uh, community outreach, research, and a little bit of everything. Um, but that's, those are like my main things with the We Are LA Tech and Women in Tech. And I've been working with Esprit for probably around f- over five years now, since 2014. And yeah, I've had a lot of experiences along the way, uh, thanks to Esprit, so this should be interesting. And it's cool because we met in person right. in 2014, which is crazy because you're, I think it's your family lives in LA, so you bounce back and forth, plus you're a digital nomad. Can you tell us a little bit about your world endeavors? Yeah, um, just to give everyone context on how I actually got like, connected with you, it was, it's a story that I like to tell like whenever I do talks and stuff. Do it, do it. And um, yeah, tell us sure. about your talks and even how you evolve. I get so proud of you when I see you online doing those talks. Talk about where you were five years ago and now giving speeches on stage. All of that. We want to know all of it. Cool. Yeah, so basically I've been working online since 2011. So that's right right after I got out of college. I did a quick like office job for a few months until I you know, wasn't really happy with how it was. That's when I you know, discovered freelancing. And so I did that for a couple of years, like doing um, SEO, content writing, and like virtual assistant type of things. And then, so I got the opportunity in 2014 to visit my family back there in LA. And at that time, I was really getting interested in the whole like startup industry, the startup world as well. And so I had the idea, um, you know, I'm, I'll be heading to LA and, you know, Silicon Beach or, you know, Santa Monica is you know becoming more and more popular in the whole startup world so i just googled you know la tech founders <laughs> startup founders and just started emailing people and one of which was you actually you were the only one that replied which was awesome so <laughs> if, if i remember uh, my research i actually landed on 
the We Are LA Tech site and your personal site. And your oh, personal wow. site was like, it said, the girl who gets it done. So <laughs> my email was like, hey, Isri, I know you're the girl who gets it done. But just in case you need some help, I'd be willing to volunteer <laughs> my services or stuff like that. And the rest is history. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, and now we've been working together for so many years. It's so cool. Right. I just feel... Wait, and tell us about where you are right now. I hear, like, the roosters in the background. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm actually right no, here. No, I love it. Um, in the Philippines, it's, uh, it's called Iloilo City. I live right by, near, like, probably 10 minutes away from the beach. And right behind our house, there's some... Yeah, our neighbors have some chickens. So you'll, it'll be a common <laughs> thing you'll hear throughout this interview. Um, I love it. It reminds me when I travel everywhere around and it makes me miss it. I know the other day you were out with your friends and you took a picture of somewhere that looked like Vegas to me and then you made the that funniest was, comment. You're like, if Vegas had one building. That was really funny because <laughs> I didn't expect like, you know, someone to comment that, but it just so happened that it's Christmas time and they put like lights and everything on that build on that one building. If you were here, you would see everything else was dark. So that was really funny. <laughs> Um, okay, so you we started working together five years ago when you were in LA, and what you I I mean it's such a gift that you were actually at the We Are LA Tech podcast launch party back in right. 2014, and so many other things that we've been involved with together. Um, but now you've gone on um, while still working together, you've gone on to give your own speed, like you've really grown into your own career. Tell us a little bit about that, what that looks like, and um, what your evolution as a an independent has been as a digital nomad so to speak yeah so uh like i said i started just being like a solo freelancer that's how i got into the online world then i sort of transitioned into focusing on startups like helping out with startups and trying to get as much experience as i can uh the first was of course with we are la tech and then thanks to you as well i got introduced to you know some other startups in the space where i got to help out um, one in particular was Monj. if you remember taylor from Monj, i yeah. actually spent a bit of time with them probably a couple of years um, helping out with their um, startup. So that was a really, really good experience for me. And, you know, it gave me a confidence as well to, you know, reach out to other um, startups in the space. And then when I got back home here in the Philippines, I think it was 2016 or 2017, um, me and, and my friends, we sort of entered this startup accelerator competition as well. And then we got into the top 10 for that. And we got some valuable experience for that as well. So that's sort of my evolution from freelancer to being in the startup space. And then now... Uh, where I am right now, it's more focusing on uh, like digital market in the digital marketing space, particularly SEO. So that's sort of my full time um, gig for now. And you give speeches now too, and right. uh, you know one of the top fears people have, I think it's like death and public speaking. <laughs> and so, how did you curate your speeches? How did that start? Um, is it something that you love to do? Yeah, it's it's actually really funny because right before, whenever I give those speech or workshops, I get really, really nervous and really anxious. Um, but right when I start, then I sort of just forget about everything and just you know do my thing. Uh, that's something I noticed in, in like in all of the public speaking gigs that I've done. And basically, it's a combination of all the courses that I've I've seen, all the you know work experience that I've gained, and all the other like tips and tricks I've learned along the way about freelancing. So whenever I do these talks, it's mostly about either freelancing, being a digital nomad, particularly for like the Filipino setting, or yeah. anything related to digital marketing. Basically, those are like the three things I mainly talk about whenever I do those. 
And you've been an amazing, reliable, dedicated teammate for me for several years. What's one thing that you could teach us about the world of virtual assistants? Like, why should more entrepreneurs trust in a virtual assistant? Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't. Well, I think one of the reasons uh, entrepreneurs first try to acquire virtual assistants, number one, of course, it saves them a lot of uh, money. Uh, you get basically the same or even better output uh, rather than having someone in-house, like, you know, wherever you are in America or in Europe or wherever. So that's like the number one factor. Number two, Filipinos now more than ever. Uh, when I started, it wasn't as crazy, but now it's like everyone wants to get into online work. And then there's so much resources available for free and paid uh, mentorship and all that stuff. So you know, the quality of workers and uh, in terms of the, you know the the amount of people you could hire there's you know there's the demand is there and the supply is there it's just all about you know getting quality people so that's for I think it's just all about uh, the hiring process you know rather than just hiring someone right away um have a really good hiring process or onboarding process and then you know that takes care of like the trust factor number 1 um there's a bunch of things you could do yeah, yeah. Do you have like three questions people could ask themselves on? I mean, look, I, I'm super lucky and I know you feel the same way about working with me that we found each other. How can someone else get lucky too? Are there maybe three things to ask themselves when working with someone new? Well, number one, I think the really, really A players or the really, you know, great people probably already have a job or, or have something going on in their lives. So <laughs> now, now you're now you're discouraging everybody. No, no, no. I'm just saying that it'll, it'll be more um, challenging to find, like, you know, initially, there's really a player. So you, you'd you have to put more time into, like, your hiring process and your sourcing process. So, you know, don't be intimidated to reach out to someone, uh, even if you see that they're already connected with, you know, have their own thing going on. I think, you know, it'll still be good to reach out to people like that if you really find that someone who you really like online, if, you know, check out their websites and all that stuff. And, yeah, number two. Um, again, it's also you know checking their online presence and experience. You know anyone could put uh, basically any type of thing on their resume and stuff like that. But once you get to talk with someone and you really you know whatever, if for example, if you need help with uh, let's say SEO, and then when you have in their interview, to not ask the usual questions, um, but ask like really specific technical questions, so you could judge their skill right away. That's one of the things that you know, I would, I would say would help. Something when um, I had the opportunity to interview our other teammate, Adam, who is listening to our voices right now hey, Adam. that I asked is, <laughs> hey, Adam, <laughs> is what is the reason why you've chosen to stay with We Are LA Tech for so many years? I mean, it, it's such an amazing thing. And it's something Adam and I talked a lot about because there's so many choices that talented, competent people have. And I feel that you choose to be a part of this team year after year. And so what for you are your main drivers so everybody listening can learn like what it takes to cultivate a team and, and what kind of culture we have? Uh, number one, for me, the main reason is, of course, you. Uh, is free. Oh, thank the, you, the founder. Thank you, <laughs> we are LA Tech. Oh, I'm, giving, I'm um, giving you a hug right now. <laughs> obviously, um, you are the, one of the main reasons why I choose to say because you know, um, aside from we are LA Tech itself, like as the brand or company, I believe in the vision, of course, and why you know we do what we do. But being led by you, you know, knowing you throughout the years, and you know where you've come from, you know, all the help you've you've given me uh, all throughout the years and opportunities. And the type of leader you've been. So that's the number one reason. Uh, it all starts with that. Because even if this Thank wasn't, we are early tech, like even if you decided to, tomorrow we're going to start a new project, 
um, you know, of course, I'd still be with you along the way if needed to help out. So it's definitely starts with the founder or, you know, whoever is leading the team. That means so much to me. Thank you. So I actually didn't expect you to say that. So thank you so much. Um, I don't even, now I'm blushing. I don't even know how to get back into the podcast. Uh, what I'm totally like flustered. I'm to- that it's like so sweet. Thank you. Welcome. I don't I think it's, and you know this, um, and maybe we could talk a little bit about it because I know we've talked about it on the side a bunch, is I choose to be a very transparent, vulnerable leader. And so in that transparent vulnerability, I sometimes feel like, oh my gosh, I'm letting them all down. I'm not like, I constantly want to be my best self. And some days you do the best you can and you feel like that's still not enough. And I care about all of you so much that I'm constantly walking around feeling this pressure. So that's why it caught me so off guard. I'm like, what? Really? Even with all my imperfections, you still feel that way? (laughs) What do you feel? We talked about this, Adam and I, and everybody check out the episode that Adam and I uh, did as well. It's such a great episode. Um, What do you feel about that transparency and leadership and vulnerability? Personally, I like it. I like the way you are transparent and you over communicate, you know, as you've taught me over, over the years because I've had some, you know, <laughs> a lack of communication <laughs> problems along the way. But that's one of the things that helped me as well. You you know, you really emphasize over communication, um, over just, you know, not bringing up anything, even if it's bad or if it's a problem, stuff like that. But in terms of transparency, you know, personally, I like it and how you really open um, to the team uh, more so because, you know, we're just a small team. Uh, maybe if it's like a really big like corporation type of thing, it might not work as good uh, just because, you know, uh, there might be some like miscommunication along the way where if once it reaches like everyone else in like different departments where they might right. not get the right context. But from it's like a us, game of telephone. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> but for us where we have our weekly calls, um, you know, I, I like it. I think it's coming from a place of like really wanting to help. And so, you know, when you have those kinds of things, I'm sure maybe Adam feels the same way as well, where we sort of feel frustrated as well and, you know, asking ourselves, you know, how could we help out, you know, if there's other ways, how more can we help out? Yeah, it it helps bring context in where we are and, you know, where we're going. So personally, I like it. And, you know, Adam shared the same thing. I thought it was really interesting that without even knowing what Adam said, you said you echoed the same thing that it works for a small company and that you like it, but you don't necessarily know if it would work for a larger company. And that um, just inspired me to reshare how I intentionally want to keep a small company for reasons like this, because it's very in alignment to be a transparent leader and also to feel like we're a very connected unit and like a really small connected unit. And, you know, people use the term, at least they used to, I I don't hear as much anymore about like lifestyle business. And usually that would relate to like bloggers or something. But I think a lifestyle business is being really intentional with the kind of responsibility and culture you want within your organization. Right. Would you agree with that? I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Like this just is like a constant validation. Like, yep, I don't want to build a huge company where in a game of telephone things would get lost and I have to start being somebody I'm not. Let's talk about your speeches more. What does that look like? How many talks do you give a year? Who do you usually talk to? You're moving into a thought leader position yourself in um, your entrepreneurial community. What does that look like and what kind of opportunities present themselves in being able to evolve into that? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. 
The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. You're moving into a thought leader position yourself in um, your entrepreneurial community. What does that look like and what kind of opportunities present themselves in being able to evolve into that? Uh, just to give some context as well, I think last year or a couple of years ago when my friend Mike and I, he also works online as a UI UX designer, decided to do like the Amazing Nomads project, which you're oh, very so familiar good. with. Talk it. about that. Talk about yeah, that. So, yeah, it's so good. Um, basically, our goal was to travel around Southeast Asia while documenting our travels. And then our goal at the end of it was to teach other Filipinos you know, who are interested and want to get into that lifestyle. So we did that at the start of 2018. Uh, I think we left at like, February or March 2018 and we did it for around six months and then we traveled around Southeast Asia just to give more context as well we chose Southeast Asia specifically to make it easier the barrier entry for Filipinos to make it easier since all the countries that we visited were visa free so basically any Filipino could just book a ticket uh, right now and just go if they wanted to Uh, so that was one of the main things that we decided to do. So fast forward, you know, after doing that, we really got to meet a lot of people, Filipinos and locals from those different countries. And then fast forward to our fifth month, uh, we were lucky that you got us into running remote. You know, you got us into the first <laughs> um, running remote conference, which is a remote working like conference. The first ever, they had it in Bali. And at that time, we were in Bali. So that was really, really cool. And then that's actually how we landed our first speaking gig sort of in Manila. So Stop it, I yeah, never knew that. That's, that's actually, that's a fact. Uh, we met Jan, who was also working online or had this agency in Manila. And so we connected. Uh, we were telling her that, you know, hey, we're going back to Manila next month. If you want to connect, then she gave us a better offer, which was she's going to do a workshop for freelancers. She'd love to have us as a guest. So that was our very, very so first cool. um, speaking gig. Right when we went back home to the Philippines, we did that, uh, our very first speaking engagement, so to say. So yeah, we talked about our digital nomad experience and I spoke about Facebook ads. Uh, Mike spoke about UI UX design. So that was really cool. Once we did that, then a lot of other opportunities came along the way when I went back home here in Iloilo um, doing a lot of different schools. So that first speaking engagement, there was around 10 to 15 people. And then the next one I did, there was like 300 to 400 uh, students in the school. So that was really, really fun. But it was scary. That's so cool. Scary, but, um, I'm so yeah. happy for you. It was really cool. It was sort of maybe subconsciously, I was searching for it as well. Because at that year, when we're doing dig- uh, Amazing Nomads, one of my goals was, was, that, was to do that. Just to really experience like doing workshops and talks and trying to inspire and teach other, you know, as much people as I can. So 2018 was definitely a year of a lot of new experiences. And one of the things I wanted to highlight that's just, you don't find it in everyone. And it's one of the things I really appreciate about your talent is, as you know, one of the core values of We Are LA Tech, I'd say really a dominant value is authentic communication. And your communication and care about the community and the ability to 
talk to people. It's funny because I just did I had a conversation. I was hosting another podcast and we were talking about how people want to do business and talk to people. They don't want to feel like uh, someone's talking to them in corporate speak or brand speak. But so many marketers want to communicate like a brand rather than just like your best friend next door. And I love that. I've come to discover that it's not just something that comes natural to people anymore, or maybe it never did. And you and I both share in that talent. And I really appreciate that, that you have that ability too to communicate with people on an authentic, organic level. I know it might sound basic for you, but I think it will help everybody listening. Can you share with them what you think about when your message people and how you word things because it's just fantastic like you are a master people person (laughs) thank you um well I don't know it's sort of just how I naturally communicate I guess Uh, just to give context as well what also helped is you know how I grew up having like lots of relatives from the U.S. and us you know going back and forth and me interacting with like foreigners or yeah English-speaking countries is sort of just you know how I grew up, so I think it was more natural for me rather than someone you know not being exposed to that at an early age. That's interesting. One of the things that I could think of that helped you know with my communication, and of course, even in my first job, the first office job that I had before I went into freelancing, it was sort of the local agency here in Iloilo where they manage different clients and doing like different online services. So when I got my first client there or my first account, I was talking to the client like, you know, how I usually would. And then the, the people working with me, they were really surprised. They're like, um, why would you just talk to him like that? Instead of saying like, uh, usually here in the Philippines, it's common to address someone not by their first name, especially if it's a client or you don't know them, you have to say like, sir or ma'am, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. I just did it like how I yeah. usually would. So that's when I sort of was thinking as well that, you know, it's not as common as I thought it was. It's more of just how I grew up and I just translated it into more. Of course, you have to be a little more professional sometimes, especially if it's you're just meeting them for the first time. But generally, I like to just, yeah, just to talk how I usually would in real life. I think it's an important reminder for everybody to make that choice. What kind of brand voice do you want to have? And for us, 100% through and through with both We Are LA Tech and Women in Tech, we want to be relatable and very approachable and accessible and literally like your best friend on the couch. And so corporate speak is just a no-no. But I even feel that, you know, after years of being in business and studying marketing and all of those things, even I'll fall into writing something that isn't, um, somebody said, you sound like you're speaking to an MBA student, you know, or like I'll use fancy words that I don't need to use. And it's because I've been digesting all this information for so long that my head just like spits it back out, but it's not how I would talk to my best friend on the couch. And you're just so great at it. It's valuable. It's just super valuable. And your enthusiasm and genuine care for the community, it's just, yeah, it's a huge asset. I really appreciate. Um, What would you like to see of yourself or of We Are LA Tech or whatever is right in the way to answer the question in the next uh, year, couple years, what does the dream look like to you or for you? However feels right for you to answer that. Well, uh, just to uh, bring back to present times first, 
which was actually a really, I, I'm sure you were surprised when I told you as well, that I decided to get back into the nine to five or like the office work. Um, I'm actually yeah. helping out with my dad's business, as you know. I haven't worked in the office since 2011. So it's really, it's something new for me as well. But I specifically agreed to do this because it's a family business. So I want to, Mm-hmm. It's coming from a place of, you know, wanting to help out uh, my dad as he gets older. So that's, you know, my current situation. But of course, I'm still help- helping out with We Are LA Tech at my free time. So going back to uh, when you said lifestyle business, uh, that's sort of my, the dream is basically, yeah, to help out with the with the family business while having um, the freedom to grow and to explore online, um, you know, through We Are LA Tech or other projects that I might have. And then also while having time to, you know, spend time with my family and, uh, and doing all those uh, totally. personal stuff. So, yeah, and all of it really revolves around freedom and doing what I love. Uh, I think it's a common theme in how I usually pursue things. Totally. One thing I'm going to be really scarily open about is that, you know, it's important to me, uh, as you guys have heard, Carl's mentioned that I've connected him to opportunities throughout the years. And I think he's amazing. Um, If you want to check out his website, go to carlmarty.com. That's with a K. So it's K-A-R-L-M-A-R-T-Y.com. And anybody could steal anybody at any time. So like, Trying to rob someone of an opportunity or a connection because we as entrepreneurs or as hiring managers are afraid to lose someone, it's not right. Create a culture that someone wants to be a part of so they're making the choice that they want to stay with you and never rob someone of an opportunity. And it's not for me and the way I run our organizations is it's not about the amount of hours you work. It's about what we output. And so if it takes us one hour, if it takes us 50 hours, it is what it is. But let's try to become more efficient, you know, month after month and year after year. But it's really about what is the end game that we're trying to achieve and are we getting there? And if we're not getting there, how do we revisit things to to be able to get there? So a combination of not micromanaging and, you know, like Carl shared, he wants to design a life where he could be supportive of his family and spend time with his friends and family and travel and also work in the digital world as well as the offline world, you know? And why shouldn't we all have that freedom to create the life that we want? It doesn't mean we have to do just one thing and it doesn't mean the manager, entrepreneur, hiring person needs to live in fear that someone's going to go away. Carl, can you speak on those two things a little bit? Yeah, no, you you hit it right on. Uh, that's actually... Uh, another reason why I choose, to, you know, to stay with We Are LA Tech and to help out because of that particular core value that you just mentioned. And just to give everyone some context as well, is free over the years has given me a lot, a lot of opportunities. Sometimes <laughs> a little too much when I'm already have a lot of things on my plate, and then I just get an email that, hey, uh, blank, uh, meet Carl. He'd love, you know, if you <laughs> want to have a website or whatever, <laughs> which I'm always grateful for. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of projects thanks to you, um, is free, of course. Like I said, from Monj, which I worked for a couple of years, to um, Cam Kashani uh, helping out with her website, and a lot of other people uh, that yeah, I wouldn't have gotten if you know if not for your referral. So yeah, I'm really thankful for that. And initially, it was something new to me. It's not normal when you have a project or a client or a company and they just email you right uh, out of the gate saying that 
hey, Carl, would you like to work on this? <laughs> Here's another project for you. Um, stuff like that isn't normal. But uh, over the years, it's gotten more normal to me just because it's, you know, it's you. You're coming, you're always wanting to help and all that stuff. So I'll, yeah, I'll never stop saying that I'm grateful for it. And I just, you know, whenever I get the chance, of course, I tell you, but it's definitely, definitely really cool. Um, that and you know I'm lucky. We'll, we'll have a gratitude off. I we'll know. see who rolls their eyes more first. No, I'll, I'll probably lose. <laughs> no, but I think what's important is the, like the the basis of of you know what we're both sharing right. is. I think in life, I know many times I come from a place of fear, and then I make choices that are fear based, and they don't feel in alignment with me. And I think it's important. To not let fear dictate our decisions and to come from a place of abundance and instead create the world and share our values that we believe in. And as much as I don't really believe in the hocus pocus now as much as I used to, I I can't help but say just have faith that everything will come together as it's meant to come together. I mean, even Adam, our amazing editor. So I'm really lucky. Janice has worked with me since 2012, Carl since 2014, Adam since 2014, and Gerald since 2014. I'm like, how did I get so lucky, you know? But even Adam, there was a point where he had to go do other things for a couple years and, you know, into my life. Remember Matt? came Matt, and he was incredible. And then just at the time, as Matt had to transform and evolve into something else, it was the exact same time Adam was ready to come back. And so if I just got all freaked out over Matt leaving, maybe my energy wouldn't have been open to just say, let me hit up Adam and see where he's at now, you know? And so I don't know. I don't think it's a nice thing to keep people hostage so to speak, like hostage from opportunity. I think like I had a meeting the other day and they wanted to create essentially the women in tech podcast. And my response was, I believe in collaboration, not competition. And I know that in the big Pepsi versus Coca-Cola world, you can't always do that. But again, that's why I like being small and nimble is that we have a, a, a culture within our company and lifestyle where it, it really accentuates the collaboration. I mean, I, I'm competitive in the sense that I'm constantly trying to achieve and move forward. But uh, I don't want to run anybody over along the way. I want to bring everybody up with me. I sound like I'm giving a speech. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was right on. I don't know. I just, I feel like with you in particular, like I've really, it's always been scary. Like, like I don't want you to leave. You know what I mean? But I have to make I don't have to. I choose to make that decision all the time. Like even sharing where to find you on the webs on the, on the podcast right, right now scares the shit out of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna get so many opportunities, <laughs> you know. But I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like I want you to have all the abundance in the world, and I want you to live the most joyous, full life, whatever that is for you. And I will support you through and through, all the way through. You That's know. Awesome. Um, is there anything you wanted to share before I ask the last couple questions? Not, not really. Uh, just in terms of, just for others as well, who are like been wanting to, you know, get into whatever they want to get into, whether it's working online or starting a company or starting a startup. It starts with the mindset. That's one of the things I've learned, uh, really. Rather than finding why it's hard to do something, just, just do it. Uh, if I didn't send that email to you in 2014, I wouldn't have 
gotten all those experiences throughout all the years. So if you really want something, you're just you're gonna find a way to do it. And where can people find you online? Are you on LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm LinkedIn. Uh, basically, I think all my socials are on my website. So just my website would be would be find carlmardi.com. Perfect. And we'll include it in the show notes. Carl, I'll, I'll, do. Carl, <laughs> I'll make sure. <laughs> And okay, a couple last questions. What is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Well, it's not really like advice, but it's more of a quote. Uh, my favorite quote, if if I may share that. So it's a quote that says, "He who has a why to live can bear almost any how." So I have like my list of whys on my Evernote, and that sort of uh, always reminds me to you know to keep moving forward um, at all times. So that's like my, my favorite quote. I love that. Can you read it again? It just really resonated yeah, with me. Yeah, so it's, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. Wow. That's really powerful. You say you have a list. Are there a couple that you're able to share or are they all like super private? Uh, let's see uh, which ones I could share. So yeah, so like a list of my examples of my whys. Uh, number one, to give my mother enough money to live her best life, to have enough money to support my future family. Uh, to invest in interesting business opportunities, to provide financial support to family, relatives, and friends, and among others. Yeah, those are some of my whys that I listed. Do you know what's crazy? I don't think I've ever told, I may have told like one person this in private somewhere, and I don't even remember who, but most people don't know this at all. Like for me, success is when I could support my mom and my godfather so they don't have to think about money again, and I could buy them a house, and they could just be okay, and I could take care of absolutely everything for them. That's the dream. Yeah, that to me, like I pretty much have everything I personally need, but that to me is, um, that's just that for me, that would mean like I made it like taking care of you guys, taking care of my family. And, uh, that would just be amazing. And then creating social impact with what we do. That would just be perfect. (laughs) We'll get there. (sighs) A long way to go. Um, and okay. Favorite tech tool it could be mobile app anything i know you talked about evernote just now are you about to say evernote number one evernote it's sort of my (laughs) uh to do's for like work and personal stuff so yeah uh, definitely evernote it's funny because it was just it wasn't until this year or just the start end of the year when i was sort of doing my goals until i discovered they had templates built in notes that you could do where you could like they had yeah they they had (laughs) templates for like goal setting for weekly monthly whatever challenges or um, really? Project event planning. They have templates built that you could just choose and then edit, which really helped out a lot. So uh, Evernote. Uh, Man, cool. I need to look into that. And um, what is your favorite person or company? Usually, of course, on the We Are LA Tech podcast, I say in LA, but for you, I'll say anywhere in the world that you've come across lately who's really impressed you. Well, I'm really, I'm a big fan of uh, Elon Musk. So any of these companies are are really cool. The things he's doing, it just totally breaks barriers of whatever idea you have. He's already doing something better, or, or not better, but something greater. So basically, th- that just tells me that, you know, I could always aim higher in whatever, anything that I w- I'd want to do. So yeah, he's he's one of the people that I look up to and his list of companies are really cool. From the flamethrowers to the cars to it. the roads. <laughs> I know the flamethrowers are insane. I can't believe. What's it called? It's called Boring yeah, Company, yeah, right? Yeah, holes, underground um, tunnels. It's pretty cool. It's crazy. Carl, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast, with working together for so many years, um, for being my teammate, for being a friend, 
for inspiring me and teaching me and letting me, allowing me the space so I can grow as a leader too, like um, so that I have a safe place to be vulnerable and transparent. Just thank you for all the things. I I so deeply appreciate you, as I've said so many times. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, thanks as well, Sri, for you know this opportunity to be able to be in the podcast and for everything else that you've done. So thank you for that. And I'm excited to create my show notes. Yeah, I'm excited for you to create your show notes too. All right. I will talk to you guys, see you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Remember to say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. And you can check out the We Are LA Tech Facebook group at wearelatech.com slash community to find out all the events going on in the city. Bye. Hi, I'm Carl from We Are LA Tech. I help out with the show notes and community outreach. And you're listening to the We Are LA Tech podcast. I'd like to tell you about an all new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In season four, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and in the process, changed how we all interact with technology. In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices and what it took to get here? There was this blue box on a table, and he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer. What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible. How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them, and they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer. The key thing about time sharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock. The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched season four of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast from Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry. We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. So thank you and uh, eat your sandwiches. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts.
The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.